live fitter and longer with the fitness show hosted by fitness expert author and tv personality fitz kohler she'll tell you why diets are dumb supplements are snake oil and the truth about how you can earn a lean hard pain-free and athletic body now for our favorite bossy blonde fitz kohler team. I'm Fitz Kohler, your fitness expert and very noisy race announcer from fitness.com. And welcome to the fitness show. Today, we have an extraordinary weight loss story to share. And I am very, very excited about this because the reality is, is most people on planet Earth would like to lose somewhere between one and 1000 pounds, right? And the other reality is so many people think it's just an impossible task. They're like, I have to lose 20 pounds. That could never happen. Uh, it's interesting to me how wacky the information has become. I mean, the reality is, is I have a master's degree in the most simple, stupid science in the world. It's watch what you put in your mouth, move your body, get some sleep, remove the cranky people. It's, it's not so complicated. However, uh, the media has made it very complicated. Snake oil salesmen, all those scoundrel thieves who are preying on overweight people trying to steal your money. Um, they've made it uh, a mess. And so I really am excited about talking to Mike Sternfels, who's going to simplify weight loss. And he has lost almost 400 pounds. Every time I say it, I think, holy cow, that is, he has lost uh, at least three fitzes, more than three fitzes. So me, 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 gone. And I know so many of you would like to get rid of three fitzes, but anyways, he did it. And that's, that's absolutely exciting. So before I get there, I want to tell you that I did something great today. I ran the furthest I've ever run in my entire life. As many of you know, I'm training for the Boston Marathon right now as a charity runner. Oh, and here is the link. If anyone wants to donate to that charity, the second step, it's a, um, a resource for survivors of domestic violence. And I'm super excited to be running for them. But today I ran 16 miles on the treadmill, no less. And wow, it was hard work. It was really hard work. And the furthest I'd ever gone before was half a marathon. And then two weeks ago I did 14. And then today I gave 16 to go. And uh, I did it pretty quick for me. I'm taking, I'm shaving lots of time off of my pace, but also very, very tired. When I got done, I went to stretch and I think I got stuck in the hurdler position. So anyways, enough about me. Uh, moving on, I want to remind you guys that this weekend I'm going to be in Canton, Ohio, announcing the USATF Women's 6K Championship. And so we will have a ton of speedsters there, including Sarah Hall. However, um, we will also have a thousand spots for regular Jills and Janes, just regular runners come out and participate. If you have not already done a 6K distance, it's a guaranteed PR and it's a women's festival. So guys, you can come and cheer, you can support us, but um, only gals will be taking part on Saturday. And again, 6K, women6k.com. If you use discount code FITSNESS, you save on registration. Also, Rudy and I, Team Noisy, we just added a new race to our schedule the week after July 24th and 25th in Texas. Uh, go to Bayou City Tri Series. It's the Cypress Tries and Trails Fest. We're going to have sprint triathlon, youth triathlon, doggy splash and dash. How cool is that? You get to swim and run with your dog. Um, mountain bike races and trail runs for adults and youth. So we would love to see you 
And um, yeah, yeah, that's Team Noisy discount code. You can save money there as well. All right, so we're getting a little love on my wardrobe. So this is Running for Those Who Can't, my friend Brendan Finn's nonprofit that helps uh, athletes with physical disabilities get up and get athletic again. So thank you, Brendan, for the hat. And yeah, thanks, Robin. I love it. And then, of course, Rich Clark, my race director from Buffalo Marathon, dig in my shirt. I thought it would be perfect to wear Buffalo gear today because that's how I met Mike in person. Okay, so moving on, we're going to talk about Mike Sternfels. And please feel free to use the comment section if you have any questions for Mike, any kudos for Mike. He certainly has an exciting story. Again, he's lost 382 pounds, which is mind-blowing. So we're going to show you a little slideshow, some photos of Mike, and you'll see what he used to be, and, and start noticing some of the photos with the race bids on. I think it's very impressive. The YMCA has apparently played an integral role in his fitness accomplishments, and then, you know, I'll let the, I'll let the video speak for itself, but here we go. I got water on the corner. Go, Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi. Welcome to the fitness show. One of the things that uh, resonates with me at your finish line is that you had enough energy to pick me up and <laughs> me around. Yeah, it was one of my favorite parts. Yeah, mine too. Where did that come from? I don't know. I just uh, once I got to the end and I saw the end, I was just like, "All right, I'm almost there. If we can do this." Well, yeah, that was pretty impressive. And then, why didn't you stop running? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't sure where to go. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. I thought, "Where is he going to go? He's going to do it again." Go, Mike. So, um, so we have a lot of. Of, of road to cover here tonight. So um, you lost, it was 382 as of a few weeks ago. Is that still the number you're down? Uh, about, it was, it's been going up and down a little bit with uh, probably water weight, okay. but roughly that. Okay, about 382 pounds. And um, do you mind me asking what was your highest weight? Uh, probably somewhere just over like around 600, maybe slightly above. Okay. I was never able to uh, tell the doctors the uh, scales never went high enough. Okay, and and how did how did you get to six hundred pounds? Um, well, I was always overweight, and uh, 
from even when I was in like high school and when I was in college the first time, like years ago. But I ended up having um, a cornea transplant like almost 10 years ago now. But during that time, I wasn't really able to leave the house very much because it hurt when I was outside in the sun and even like using lights in my room and like TV and stuff was too bright sometimes. So like when I was stuck at home that much and pretty much just being in my bedroom nonstop, I just ate terribly, didn't exercise. And from already being overweight, I was probably like high 300s, probably 400. So like that end part where I was just kind of like stuck inside, I kind of got to that point where it was just like going a lot faster. So I got to a point where it was like, I'm getting close to like 600, if not above. And, and you're 33? Yeah. And so what was your life like at that weight? I mean, what, what was it like to be an overweight child? Start there. As a child? Um, I don't know. It didn't really bother me as much when I was a kid. Um, I'm sure it bothered my parents as, a little bit because I didn't know how, I don't think they really knew how to approach it. Uh, I would say it didn't really bother me when I was in like middle school, not towards the end of that. And then high school and just before like when it was at that point because but by the time the end of high school i was probably like 350 360 when i was a senior in high school so like at that point i was getting like bullied all the time for my weight and probably in middle school so that was like the hardest part and i played roller hockey and like some other sports but i wasn't really very active so okay well roller hockey actually sounds pretty active but <laughs> <laughs> i get that so um were you being fed healthy foods you know i you said your parents were concerned but were, did they have the knowledge to be able to steer you in a fit direction were you combative over healthy choices or was it just a, a culture of obesity in your family uh definitely uh with my family like my parents are uh, obese when i was growing up and still are uh my brothers not really but more so now um but as growing up, like, I don't know, I don't feel like the stuff at school I had was bad, but usually the dinners was just very heavy, like a lot of pasta, a lot of bread, pizza, a lot of takeout. And just not even that the food I was eating was bad. It was probably just, um, I was just consuming a lot. But high school was bad for me just because I was able to leave school to get lunch and all the places around my high school were fast food pretty much. And like, uh, pizza places and stuff like that and I was just eating there every single day and then eating a lot at the same time sure now do you wish if you could go back and do it over do you wish your parents had steered you towards fruits and veggies and water instead of soda <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I mean I wish they did but I mean it's not that I didn't think they knew what they were doing but I don't know they didn't really I guess advise me or convince me enough to do so I mean, I realized there's only so much they could have really done. But at the same time, I didn't know better and it wasn't like my school or any of my teachers or anything were like giving me advice about what to eat or drink. Because that was probably also one of my problems is that I drank soda like all the time. Like I don't even really remember drinking water often. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting to me is how many parents still today with all the fitness information floating around say, well, they're just kids. They can eat whatever they want. No, you know, they can eat whatever they want. Um, that's it. Even if their size doesn't become an issue, what they're ingesting becomes an issue for their organs, the way their body grows or doesn't grow properly. 
Um, but these lead to lifelong habits that can definitely take their toll. So um, common tale you just, you just told. So you graduate high school and what is your life like? What is your um, years? So after high school, I mean, I had still gained uh, a bit of weight after um, I started uh, community college at that point. I wasn't 100% what I wanted to do. I originally wanted to do education and I just, I don't know, I wasn't really into it as much as I should have been. And I was just going part time and I was working a late night job with uh, driving like a box truck, delivering <laughs> uh, pastries and donuts to places around the state. And I got to keep what was left over. So I definitely was eating donuts like all the time. Um, beyond that, that was really it. Then I started playing video games a lot in my free time. <clears throat> I wasn't focusing on school as much as I should. So it was just kind of like a mess where I wasn't active at all. And I was just eating and going to class. And then at a point, I want to say 2010, maybe, I uh, is when I was starting to have issues where like, I'd wake up some days and I couldn't see out of my eyes for like four to five minutes and I didn't know what was going on. And then eventually like it hurt when I was trying to drive that my, both my eyes would kind of like shut. So I'd have to pull over. Mike, was it diabetes? Did you have type two diabetes? No, I was, I was worried it was. Um, so I ended up going to a doctor and they tested it and they said it was fine. Eventually they saw this, um, this white mark over my eye and apparently my uh, cornea layer of my eye had ruptured and fluid had gone from the back to the front. So I ended up needing a transplant for that. And then I had preventive surgery in the other eye. And from there, then it was back to being a mess and just being home all the time because I couldn't drive and reading for my classes wasn't really working out. How are your so, eyes now? Um, my left eye, the vision's actually better with the preventive surgery. Uh, my right eye, not great, but with glasses, I can drive. Okay, good, good. Well, better is better, right? It's amazing yeah. what science and medicine can do. Yeah, and I don't have any pain or anything like that anymore. I don't have to get stitches taken out anymore with that or any medical stuff related to that. Yeah. Honestly, my health's been pretty good since I started walking and running and losing weight. It's amazing how that works. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Before we go to your weight loss plan and what you did, you mentioned pain. Were you having physical pains, back, neck, knees, and so forth from being 600 pounds? Um, that is stuff not related to, I mean, I had a ton of eye related issues, but beyond that, which wasn't really weight, as far as the weight stuff, uh, like I just, I don't know, I didn't really have a ton of issues except for my legs and feet were super swollen with water and they hurt all the time and then I was losing feeling in my feet and just like walking like up and down stairs and like getting up and walking around the house was like a struggle like I was just winded and out of breath but I didn't really have any like pain just like the little things like with my legs being so swollen and feet they were just aching all the time so I was just keeping them up a lot. Sure and then um, I'm gonna go one step further social life was your social life hampered because of your weight? Uh, depends on when you ask, but I'd say it probably always was, uh, definitely at the heaviest. Like I didn't really do anything. I was home all the time. Like I just played video games with friends cause it was the only way to like keep in touch. And 
beyond that, I just, I don't know. I never really wanted to be social just because I always felt out of place or like I was embarrassing people when I'd go out with them. Was it hard to shop for clothes? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I had to buy pretty much everything online. Like no stores carry pretty much anything that was at my size. Like it was like I was buying six to like seven, even eight X I think towards the end. I think mainly like seven. There was like one or two like big and tall stores that would carry stuff, but not often. So it was just easier to get everything online or eBay. Would, are those clothes more expensive than regular size clothes? Most are. Once in a while, you find stuff that are cheap that people just want to get rid of because they don't need it. But mainly, uh, most things were more expensive. Same with like shoes. But like yeah. like my shoes now, like I wear um, a 12 and a half. But when I was at my heaviest, I was using uh, 14s or so. That's actually an interesting part of weight loss. I had a, I'm actually 40 something pounds lighter than I was in high school and my feet shrunk. And I thought, well, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that was gonna happen back when it did. I thought, well, this is weird. I used to wear an eight and a half, now I'm an eight, but- uh, Yeah, and I'm shorter now too. <laughs> really? Yeah, I was like six one at my heaviest and now I'm like 5'10". That is super strange. I've never heard that before. I, I, that's very interesting. Yeah, just the extra weight and uh, water on the feet just push you up a little bit, I guess. That's very, very interesting. Okay, so we have a comment here from Chris, long time with a long eye. Uh, congrats on the transformation. What was the point or event that made you say enough is enough and start the process of making change? Excellent question, Chris. That's where I was um, I added three things to me that were like my main uh, motivators. Um, one was one of my friends kind of pointed out to me that for my transplant, someone had to have died and donated uh, their cornea for me to use. And I felt like it was something I needed to like work towards and like make, I don't know, on like a personal level, feel like I was using their gifts and actually doing something with it. And then the second was um, my older brother told me that his wife was pregnant and that if I wanted to be a part of um, my niece's life, I'd have to change some things in my life to be there to see her grow up. And I got pretty um, emotional about it and I felt bad. And then I realized it was right. Like I didn't want to be going places with them, like a park and just sitting on the bench that I wanted to be more active and actually do things. Yeah, that's really special. I'm curious, before that happened, did anyone in your family, any of your close friends sit down and ever say, Mike, I'm concerned your weight is out of control? Hmm. I had a friend sort of say it when we were in college together that he was kind of worried, but like it never really got serious to the point where I took it seriously to want to do anything. It's interesting to me. I when I when I have people lose a lot of weight, the family will come out of the woodwork and say, "Oh my God, you're getting so thin!" Even if they're still, if they still have extra padding, all of a sudden people are still worried about someone who's losing weight. Yet they never spoke up when the person was. 50, 100, 150 pounds overweight. It's very interesting how fearful people are to hurt your feelings. But it's yeah. not your brother's, um, you know, uh, uh, clearly your brother's impact, his words had a strong impact on you and changed your life. Yeah. It, it did. And it made like such a huge difference for me that I was just like, I know he's right. But at first I was kind of upset. I was just like, I was surprised he said it to me kind of thing. 
but like I knew he meant well and you know like after that that's what really like pushed me that I was like I need to do more and then like right after that my mom was uh diagnosed with breast cancer and just with like everything going on I was like I need to be able to do more and I need to be able to do what I can for myself and help take care of her Seriously, I bet she's very grateful. Yeah, she is. She's like my number one fan. So, and she's okay. Yeah, she is. Okay, wonderful. I'm glad to hear that. So, um, so how did you kick off your weight loss efforts? What did you do first? Um, I immediately went to a, my new primary doctor. Like, I had just moved to Syracuse, New York, and I hadn't been there long, so it was like right around the same time frame uh, where my older brother came up. Um, when I went to him. Uh, he wanted, he didn't want to, but I guess I suggested it was getting a referral for weight loss surgery. And he said before I did that, he wanted to, uh, he wanted me to like prove, I guess, that I was dedicated to lose some weight first before he made the referral. So he challenged me to stop drinking alcohol and soda and to try to eat a little bit less and to walk more and to come back like in a month. And I did that and I wasn't really sure how much I lost, but like, I could just tell like even in a month just from switching to like water that I had lost a decent amount. Cause a lot of my clothes felt really baggy just within that one month. And then from there, I just wanted to see how far I could go without the surgery. So I just kept going and trying to eat better and being more active. So like I slowly started walking more every day and just getting out of the house. I mean, it wasn't very far, but I mean, it felt for me like when you don't leave the house, like you know. Yeah, and how far do you think it was? Was it a block? Was it a few blocks? Uh, maybe just a few blocks, okay. and then from there, like it was like you know, I, I made it to a, a mile, and then a mile back home, and then I started going further and further, and then eventually it was like, wow, I'm actually walking like five miles or so a day, and and then from there is when I slowly started realizing I can do a bit more and I've lost a bit more and I'm starting to feel better about it. I wasn't feeling completely winded, just like leaving my house. Yeah. And so, um, so the walking part, it sounds like that wasn't the hardest part. You were able to do that and you felt good about that. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I was able to, I was surprised cause like I was struggling so much to like even walk around my house for a while. But like once I started with just switching to water and like slowly walking every single day, like I was realizing I was able to walk further and further to the point where I was like, oh, yeah, this doesn't seem that bad. Yeah, so, I mean, it took a while, though. Like it was a very slow. Good. Walk. Well, and that's probably why you never got deterred and set back is because you didn't try to be, be an Ironman triathlete on day one. You know, you <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, there's so many people out there that are like, I can't exercise. I can't walk what is your what are your thoughts on that you're out there walking at 600 pounds well for me it just felt like i feel like you know it's something simple like walking is probably like one of the most underrated exercises and it's something i feel like most people can do if they take their time with it it's not super like to me like that's the reason i started with walking and stuff is because i didn't know how to do anything else as far as exercise like i didn't i don't own a pool i didn't have a gym membership at the time and even if I did, I wouldn't have known what to do with it. So like it just seemed like a very easy, basic, get out of the house, get fresh air, keep moving. Yeah, it is that simple. It's, uh, you know, it's interesting to me how many people are so combative on the fitness world. I can't do a marathon. Okay, well, don't, don't do a marathon. I can't do push-ups. I 
right, don't do them. You don't have to do all these other things. Do the thing that you are skilled with, which is one foot in front of the other. And unless you have some, you know, physical disability that doesn't allow you to do that, you can move forward. And and that certainly sounds like it's been the uh, one of the biggest uh, influencers through weight loss. Yeah, and walking's been a huge, huge part of it. I mean, now it's more towards running, but the walking was definitely like the key exercise and movement and just being more active aspect. And so you cut out your caloric beverages, which is genius. I mean, when people come to me for weight loss, I always say the first thing you got to do is stop drinking your calories. They're unsatisfying. They don't fill you up. And they, they traditionally just wreak havoc on your body. So you switch to water, which is huge. And then what kind of modifications did you make to your eating habits? Uh, Honestly, at first, I just, I was trying to mimic what I thought was healthy. So, I mean, honestly, it's not like there wasn't anything bad, but I was still eating probably just like a large amount. Um, I started, broccoli is like one of the only things that I like really, really like. So I was eating like a ton of broccoli every day. I was eating like three to four bags a day. And I was eating uh, eggs for breakfast with it, uh, salmon for lunch with broccoli. Uh, Dinner was usually chicken. And like I which is I was buying things in bulk. So I was eating like every single day okay. and like for a while, that's all I did, but I was still eating like way too much fried chicken and like way too much salmon and way too many eggs, but a ton of broccoli. Okay. Well, other than the fried chicken, if you're going to eat a lot, cause we're at 600 pounds or even 500 pounds, you're a big guy. You know? Yeah. So I, the 1200 calorie a day thing doesn't work for almost anybody, especially somebody who's that size, a big guy. Yeah. So a lot of the healthy stuff, um, broccoli, how, did you eventually branch out to fruits or other vegetables? Um, yeah, eventually I did. I tried like everything that I could find that was on sale just because I was trying to see what I could get. Okay. I did start adding fruit in, but I'll be honest, I feel like for me, I'm more of a person that likes vegetables, but I still eat fruit, but I just find that it's hard for me sometimes to find ones that I like just because I didn't grow up eating either really vegetables or fruit growing up like a ton. So like, it was like this new experience where I was having things for the first time. So, so it was nice in that aspect, but it was just weird. Like adding things in, I would never eat. So it'd be like some days I'd be like, Oh, you know what? Strawberries are on sale. I'm going to give this a try and see if I like it and stuff like that. And then for a while I was hooked on like apples. I was eating apples like all the time. And I was just like, okay, this is good. Why didn't I eat this more as a child? And well, I'm sure if, it was in the house. I just didn't eat it. <laughs> if nobody's serving it to you and you're a kid, you certainly choose the cookie over the age. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Absolutely. So how quickly did the weight start coming off? Um, I want to say I just use like these other points as like time references for it. But like the YMCA that I joined opened in June of 2015. Okay. And that's when like I was going like every single day and walking and I joined a walk to run group. I want to say by the time I started a year after that is when the first time I was able to get the doctor scale to work and it was like 450 or so. So I think I lost like 150 ish in like a year. So going from 600 to 450, is that life changing? Uh, yeah, definitely was like, on a personal level, just being able to finally see your weight when you go to a doctor's office was nice to see. Like I actually am like starting to make progress, even though I knew I was with like, like the, 
the small stuff like clothing fitting better and like um the distance i could walk and like just the way i felt every day um but like it was easier like i was starting to find clothes that kind of fit like not a crazy amount but i was able to actually shop at like a normal store like i go to walmart and find clothes that fit okay. so like it was nice on like those small things where you notice you're like oh okay this is making life easier did you ever have issues finding chairs to sit in at restaurants or movies or on all the time i uh when I was at my heaviest, it was like I would never like sit like in a booth or anything like that because fitting in a booth is like impossible. And honestly, it was one of the reasons why I didn't like being social during that time was just because if people want to go out to eat somewhere besides feeling awkward, I was always like paranoid I was going to like break a chair if I sat in it and stuff like that. So like I never really wanted to go to these places unless it was somewhere I was comfortable going to because I had been there before to know that it was an OK place to go to. Did you ever have an incident where you broke a chair or anything like that? Not at a restaurant, but like friend's house, like this uh, plastic, like white patio chair kind of stuff. Definitely broken multiple ones of those. And then was that devastating or were you able to laugh it off? Uh, I was young at that point, so I just laughed it off like a joke. So. <laughs> While well, secretly super embarrassed and wanted to go home. It's interesting how um, quite often the overweight kid or adult just uses humor to blow off. There's a lot of pain involved in, in being so overweight and you know, not, not sure how to fix the situation. Oh, all the time. Like, I feel like I had to be funny, so. Interesting, interesting. So you lose about 150 pounds in the first year or so. And then how, did, how does it come off? So you started this journey in 15? Yeah, it was uh, the January-ish of like 2015. And then the Y opened up near me in town. And then I start going there every day. And I join um, like a beginner uh, running group. Mm -hmm. And then eventually like with that every day, I start joining because they have another like, like, a, like a runner's group. And then they have like a third group that's like the marathon and half marathon training group. So, so take me back when you joined the runners group, what was your weight? Uh, when I joined the walk to run group, which was like the beginners one, I was probably like 450 ish. Wow, that's exciting. That's very bold, very brave. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> well, because you knew it was good for you. And again, I love this because there's so many people out there saying, I can't, I can't. And you're, you're proof that you can. So you join the walk to run group at 450. And how does that go? Uh, I, I started making friends with people that go and I really enjoyed it. I was going like four times a week and I was seeing a lot of the same people. So I was like making friends. Um, most of the people were really consistent. And then I want to say the following year, uh, we all sign up together to do our first 5k together in like September of 2016. So it was, so it was nice to have something to like work towards too. And how did that go? Uh, it took me a long time, but I really enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, it was, I had, I had a great time though. Um, like my older brother drove up in the middle of the night from New Jersey to Syracuse. It's like a five to six hour drive to come see me for it. And my run coach ran with me for all of it. It took me like just over or under an hour to do the 5k. And like, I was super excited and like super hot and sweaty. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. This is a fun experience, but nope, this is it. I'm done. This is not for me. 
super respectable time. <laughs> we have the speedsters blinking an eye and finishing, but an hour that's super respectable, especially first time. That's really wonderful. So you say you're never going to do it again, even though you had fun with your friends and you felt accomplished. How did you end up with race number two? Uh, at that point, when that race happened in September, it was I had dropped more weight. I was down to probably almost three, like high three hundreds. So I lost like fifty or sixty since I joined like the walk to run group or so. And then from there, I just realized I really enjoyed it. And then I, even though I hated it that day, because <laughs> I mean I loved it and hated it at the same time. But within like the next week or so, like they were talking about other races coming up. Like there was a like a Thanksgiving like turkey trot coming up. And people asking me if I was doing it. So from there, I just kept signing up for more 5Ks and kept working at it. And then at that time, I started working for the Y2 for childcare, like right in around the same time. That's an amazing choice, by the way. Incredible, <laughs> incredible choice. Because Y is, you know, worldwide, it's known to be a really healthy place with good influence, yes? Uh, it's been pretty good for me. It's helped me come out of my shell a bit. Like, I'm not as quiet or shy anymore. And I do like working with kids, so it's helped a lot with that, too. So if you were to go back, you know, X amount of years and tell your 600-pound self, hey, you're going to be doing running races soon. I would have made fun of myself. You believed it, right? <laughs> Not at all. I love it. I love the fact that that was so foreign to you, and then there you are. So um, we have a mystery Facebook user, so... Um, I don't know why it's not giving your name. I'm sure they're going to tell me who it is, but we have a bunch of questions, Mike, and they're covering our faces, but love your work. Thank you so much. Super impressive. Outstanding effort, Mike, and welcome to the Marathon Club, buddy. A few questions. One, intrigued to find out what your small targets were to keep you motivated along the way and not lose sight of the end result. So I'm going to bring this, I'm going to hide this and let you answer that. What was your small targets? I think when I got to around... Um, 450 once i knew that i could actually see progress um i made a list of like goals like what happens when I, i'm at 360 when i'm at 340 like kind of like bucket list items i guess i haven't been very good about completing some of them still but uh i had i had small like rewards for myself i guess like some were small some were kind of bigger they're just things that i felt like i never really had an opportunity to do when i was at my heaviest um elaborate so like my starting ones were like more like buy new clothes buy new shoes sign up for a 5k sign up for a triathlon sign up for a half marathon uh get a suit uh ride a jet ski ride a horse uh i don't go back to school um have you done was, all of those things no i want to say yes but no uh i'm still waiting to do the jet ski skydive ride a horse just all these things that i just at the time like i was trying to think of like crazy ideas of things that i've never done in my life that i'd really like to do and i just haven't gotten around with them and covid kind of ruined a lot of that but so uh personally I, i've done those things not i've done, <laughs> not dived out of a perfectly good airplane ever but um the jet ski and the horse Yes, yes, as soon as possible. And, uh, I'm trying to convince uh, someone I work with to, to do one of those with me just because I don't want to do it alone. Yeah, that shouldn't be hard to convince someone to go horseback riding. Or it feels yes. like it is. 
keep trying, keep trying. Find the fun friend. Um, and so you had those little rewards and well, let's go to question number two, because this person has great questions. What was the original end goal and has that changed for you since the start? What these questions? Uh, my original end goal was to get below um, 350. And then when I hit 350, I was like, well, I did this. I feel like I can keep going. So then I rewrote my goals at that point to 250. And then once I hit 250, I was like, well, let's just make our final one 199 so I can say that I'm in the hundreds. And from there, I was just like, I kept rewriting it. So I've, I've rewritten it like a few times, but so it's changed. Cause honestly, I never really thought I was going to get below like 350. When I was at like, you know, the 450, I was just kind of like, I kind of assumed I was going to end up having like weight loss surgery or I was going to mess up or I was going to regain weight or I'd get injured or something or I'd mess up. Cause I feel like at that point, everything in my life had felt like for everything good that happens, I feel like something bad has to happen. So <laughs> maybe I don't feel that way now, but at the time it felt that way. I love, I love how you've been um, proving yourself wrong and proving yourself capable. You're, it's nice to surprise yourself with what you can do, right? Yeah. And then going back with school too, like I just didn't see myself doing that. And then now it's just like, because when I first started, I wasn't sure. I was like, I knew I wanted to do nursing and I started taking the final prerequisites that I was missing to apply to programs. And I was just like, all right, I don't need that many to apply. So like I took those classes and then I sent in a few applications and I heard back and I started in August for the place that's in Syracuse. So I'm super excited about it. Not so super excited about taking a summer anatomy class, but beyond that, it's been pretty fun. Well, hopefully your uh, fitness accomplishments will help you enjoy the anatomy a lot more. I love the mm. human body. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Honestly, the class that I enjoyed the most so far for my prerequisites was probably nutrition. And it felt like such an easy class at that point from all the time and of the own work I put into my own nutrition that it made nutrition class feel easier. Absolutely. So you've clearly done a lot of work on your nutrition, improving it leaps and bounds and, you know, enormous amounts. But now that you have this information from school, are you fine tuning your eating habits even more? Uh, trying to. Um, I still feel like I struggle with some of the things, but I'm definitely a lot better now than where I was like six months ago, even with it, just from the stuff that I've learned from class and trying to be better with it. I do count uh, calories, but it's not so much about the calorie counting as much as just like seeing on paper what I actually ate for the day, just because sometimes if I don't like visually see like a record of what I'm doing, I'll like kind of forget what I ate today. And then sometimes I'll lead to like way overeating because I just don't think. Yeah, food logs and diaries are very powerful tools for um, weight management. And I'm a huge proponent of uh, managing your intake. Because you know, there's a lot of people who gain a lot of weight, eat a lot of healthy stuff. They go, I don't know why I've lost, why I've gained weight. I eat so healthy. Well, sometimes eat too much healthy stuff, right? Yeah. All right. Let's go back to this super question. Number three, what is one big thing you are most looking forward to on reaching the ultimate goal? These are great questions, mystery. <laughs> it's a, I don't know. Like I've kind of split my goals into like different categories because I feel like I have so many at this point. So like, I'm super excited to finish nursing and feeling like I have like a career and like what comes next once I finish. And then I obviously have my fitness goals for like 
the marathon and like I already signed up for another one and I want to, you know, see how I'll do and if I can do better than where I was at and hopefully it'll be a little bit cooler out, but, uh, that would be nice, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, then there's obviously my, my weight loss goal. So, which is 199. Like, I'd like to say that I'll be get it sometime soon, but I don't actually know for sure. And like, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at, to be honest. Like, I feel so a lot more comfortable with where I'm at and what I'm capable of doing. But like, obviously, it, visualizing myself at that point is nice. And I don't know how much it'll really change because I still see myself doing all the things that I'm still doing. Like, I'm still going to push myself with running and activity. Like, so, so I don't really see it changing too much just more of a mental or a personal accomplishment, I guess. Absolutely. Hey, listen, with, with health, it's important to always push the envelope. If you can just do a little bit better, be a little bit better, you'll never slide backwards. Um, but you're actually in the place I call the Michelangelo stage. You know, you shed the great majority of the excess fat on your body. Now you get to make choices. Do I want, you know, curvier arms or stronger legs? Or, you know, you really get to start designing your body and we can't crush bones we can't make you taller or shorter apparently you make yourself <laughs> shorter but um but you really get to choose the shape of your body moving forward and that's another you know uh accomplishment if you so choose yeah i started doing like pull-ups and stuff during covid like i got a, a door pull-up bar so like it's been really nice being able to see progress with that and one thing i know i'm weak at is doing like strength training and like, I've been pushing myself to do it more and more. No, I don't enjoy it as much as I should. Yeah, just like running, if you keep if you keep at it, you will like it more, I promise you. Yeah, that's what I keep telling myself. And it'll make you a better runner too, for certain. It'll, it'll and, uh, everyone tells me that and I'm like, I'm trying my best. With running, sometimes I can just go out the door and just go without even like thinking. But with like the other stuff that doesn't, I don't feel the same way. But I know a lot of it is just making it, uh, you know, like a routine. We're going to work on that. <laughs> My commitment moving forward before things. All right. Uh, next question. These are great. Who was the one most important person? All right. We've lost the rest of that. Who, I, I'm guessing who was the MVP on supporting you during your weight loss efforts? Definitely my mom. Because she would talk to me all the time about it and ask me, like, what races I'm doing next, uh, asking me if there was anything I needed help with, or just uh just in general like if there's anything i needed to talk about um but a lot of it was honestly just uh always wanting to know about like what my races are because she'd always want to go so like feeling motivated that i had to be like yeah yeah i totally am signed up for one um was she with your dad in buffalo uh no she wasn't okay you you said something sweet we interacted post-race when you sent me your finish line videos and i said I asked about your dad. I said, he must be so proud. And he said, right, all the way home, right? Pretty much, yeah. Well, when I was talking to him, I was like, it's okay. We talk all the time. You've seen me do races before. It's like, I cried during the race. You don't have to cry for me on the way home. We're good. No, I can't. You know, you. it's hard to describe how much you love your kids more than yourself. There's, there's nothing I could ever do that would compete with my Ginger and Parker, what they do. You know, they fill me up so well. So if I... I imagine they were fearful for your life at one point and to see you completely turn around and do full marathon, outstanding. It was nice to see my dad there and like actually spend time and talk to him about it. Cause I definitely talk uh, way more with my mom and like I've heard my mom 
you know, all the stuff that she worried about that, like, I was going to die of like a heart attack and like stuff like that. And like, now it's, now I feel more embarrassed. Like anytime I'm out with her somewhere, like she'll tell like random people, but, like everything about me, like, Oh, he's going to school to be a nurse. And like, he's lost so much weight. Like he runs all the time. And it's like, it's okay. It's like, leave the poor waitress alone. <laughs> <laughs> and then your dad, what does he have to say about your accomplishments? Uh, uh, he's super happy about it. Um, he's very excited also about the nursing school to see me do something and go back to school. Um, as much as like, he likes seeing me work with kids and he knows that I enjoy it. He just knows that, you know, it's not something I'm going to be able to do forever. Right. So, um, we talked earlier about your social life being pretty weak when you were morbidly obese and sitting at home in the dark and watching people playing video games. What is your social life now that you've lost some of <laughs> Uh, it's exactly the same. No, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely better. Like I, I would say that I have, uh, coworkers I really get along with that I spend time with outside of work talking to, um, there's the people I've met and obviously now in all the run groups that I've met or have met throughout the years that I still talk to and like meet up to like go run with, um, more of my summer coworkers though, after work, like drinking because they're all a lot younger than me. Okay. I will do it time to time, but I'm not huge on drinking anymore. So, but you know, for a while it was nice because I missed out on that. Like I never went to bars or anything like that in my twenties. So, like I don't even know if I ever did, to be honest. I'm not missing much, Mike. Yeah, no. So now doing it now, it's like, oh man, everyone's like 24, 25, and I'm 33. It's like, no, I'm good. We're good. We don't need to drink. Yeah, finish line festival. That's the new happy hour. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Good morning. Um. So. What was the hardest part about being you before? Um, at 600 for me, I'd say the hardest part was not knowing what my future was at that point. Like waking up every day for a while, like, because I wasn't in school, I wasn't doing anything. Like I literally spent, you know, 15 to 18 hours a day just playing video games in my room. And I had no concern about like tomorrow. And honestly, I didn't really care either. And like, I was just was so, it's not that I was um, like super unhappy. I just, you know, like, cause I had moved, I didn't know anyone here. And even when, before I moved, I didn't really see any of my friends. I didn't really talk to anyone besides like my brothers. So just feeling that, like I was alone all the time because I didn't really talk to anyone. Like I didn't see anyone. I was pretty much just in my house by myself. And it was just like literally living my life and my entire world pretty much being in my bedroom. So for me, like, moving away from that has been like the best thing but i was just gonna say what was the best thing what is the best thing about the new year um for the most part i feel like i can do pretty much anything like i don't ever feel like i'm um being held back that i can like if someone asked me to do something like for the most part i can say yes unless it's like some something crazy that i just cannot do like financially or I don't even know like what examples to give but at this point it's like I can pretty much do anything like you know like I get up most mornings and I run before work at like 5 a.m like I'll run like for an hour or or so and then it's like oh go to work do my thing go to class study it's like I never could have done that before like I can never have seen myself getting up before like 6 a.m to go run or even before like noon to go run so now it's just like a completely different life so like being able to do all this stuff like i never saw myself getting up early to go run or spend like an entire saturday running well maybe not an entire saturday but you know right, right. 
oh, I spent three hours running today. I know what an Indian <laughs> feels like. Um, Rudy, Junior Poobah, Buffalo Marathon, my, my better half at Team Noisy, he says, Michael, you're such a success in so many different aspects of your life. Would you agree that your weight loss has helped you in other areas? It sounds like uh, everything's improved, right? Yeah, I'd like to say most of it has. Um, I feel like some of it is like in combination with because I lost weight, I started working, and because of working, I feel like um, I still see myself as a shy and quiet person. I'm not exactly sure that I am anymore, but I still see myself that way. Um, so I feel like that's gone is better. I feel like my confidence is a lot better than where it was. I mean, I'm sure I still have my insecurities here and there, but not like the way it used to be. So I feel like all around, like, you know, like, I feel like I have a future now. Like, I don't feel like, you know, I feel like I'm going to be here because like my doctor said, I probably wouldn't make it like past 30 if I didn't make changes. And now I'm 33 and like, I feel like I can do physical things. Like I'm working towards school. I feel like I'm going to have a career and like, I don't know, I can, at least I have hopes of the things that I want can still be possible. Absolutely. Yeah, you definitely have taken control and I agree with your doctor, you probably wouldn't have made it much past 30th at all yeah saved your own life well done we've got a comment from sarah boggan um very inspirational enjoyed oh thank you i'm glad you enjoyed um she loves stories like michael she's five foot two and she works very hard keeping her weight at 110 and below live healthy and bless you thanks sarah uh yeah it's uh, discipline i i'm a huge fan of personal discipline and and any form uh, or any format, I should say, and you, you've really proven that you can do anything you set your mind to. It's a great gift to do that. Yeah. Set yourself. Tim Kaufman, do you know Tim, Mike? Uh, I don't think so. So Tim's actually another incredible uh, weight loss success story from, not from the Buffalo Marathon, but for our Buffalo Marathon family, he and his wife, I think, have lost a total of about 400 pounds, and his wife, Heather. So, Tim, uh, oh, and he's Mr. Vegan Superstar. He He's a vegan chef now, too. So, Tim, I actually want you to come on the show, too. I was thinking about that while watching your ankle surgery picture. So, um, save some time for me, Mr. Kaufman. Um, so, did you ever do dumb stuff? And, I, and of course, I categorize uh, diet. Oh, I've done a lot of different stuff a lot of, i mean like so for starting when i was at my happiest one of my um people that i met like online playing video games suggested like these uh like weight loss pills and i don't really think they were weight loss pills i think they were just like heavily caffeinated pills and i tried it for like two to three weeks and i felt awful and then I was like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. And I definitely wasted more money than I'd like to admit buying it too. <laughs> yeah. What else? Um, I don't know. I tried a lot of these like uh, fad suggestions that I see people do like egg diets and like cleanses and uh, keto. Um, there was another one. I can't remember what it was. I tried Weight Watchers. I wasn't a huge fan of that. I mean, I don't, I don't really see a ton wrong with it, but my issue with it is I don't think it teaches you actually how to sustain and lose weight that it's just like, as long as you're using it, like, yeah, it'll probably work, but I don't think you actually gain anything from it. And I feel like in a way that's 
kind of intended to do that because they're a company that kind of want to, wants to make money off it. But right. that's right. at least my own perspective on it. Well, you know what? From my my actual expert point of view, you've chosen the right path. Is watch what you put in your mouth and move your body and keep doing that, keep improving. And um, you are the ultimate poster child for <laughs> watching what you put in your mouth and moving your body. I mean, you, you've done it. Um, so what's next? What's next for you? Um, well, obviously, uh, nursing school. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to go. I'm, <laughs> I'm moving into the dorms in August, oh, wow. which I wasn't planning on. But uh, so that should be something different. Like I'll start clinicals. Um, I only have one. I only like one real class. It's uh, fundamentals of nursing because I have the prerequisites done. So it's adding clinicals. So that's my fall nursing program. And what and about your athletics? A million races that I signed up to prior to knowing about nursing school. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, the ones I signed up for are, uh, what was it? There's one in New York, in New York uh, a half marathon and sometime in September. And then first weekend, I think it is, of October is wine glass in New York. Nice. The next weekend, don't know how this is actually going to work or if I have clinicals on the weekend, but uh, I got into the lottery for Chicago Marathon. And awesome. then after that, like, it's just a bunch of local Syracuse races. There's like a 10 mile. Um, there's another one, a half marathon in like November. Because like my goal for the longest time was to like do one to two races a month because I was doing that for the last like year and a half or so, or at least before COVID. Right. And then a lot of my races deferred, kind of like Buffalo. So, like, I have a ton of stuff that I'm registered for. Of how much of it I'll actually be able to do is a different story. I'd well, like to do wine glass because it's not that far from me. I'm here so. to do race, and it begins and ends at the falls, correct? Um, It starts in, I can't remember the town, but it ends in Corning, New York, at the uh, Glass Museum, I think it is. I've never actually done it, but I hear a ton of people have talked about it. So I've heard wonderful things. It's not one of my races. It should be. <laughs> Give me a call. All right, Mike. So we are going to move into the lightning round. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> I don't know if I'm ready, but I'll try my best. Stretch out a little bit. These are the quick questions to let us know a little more fun stuff about you. So first of all, what's your favorite movie? Uh, favorite movie? Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> probably gonna get made fun of for this but uh fifth element okay That's a guy it's, not, it's, it's not the best movie but it's one i used to watch all the time when i was in like middle school and high school <laughs> okay. it's a guy movie. i give you a total pass on that um what's your favorite tv show now uh for current tv show i've been watching on disney plus uh loki and i've been really enjoying that Everybody likes loki. I, I haven't seen it but i've heard great things um, who was your first celebrity crush? Um, <laughs> I don't. I gotta find out what her actual name is. <laughs> I just know what uh, what TV show she was on. What is she called? He's got his computer set up. He's like, hold on. I don't know. Uh, Kristen Kruk. Okay. Might have to look it up. Blonde, brunette, what's she like? Uh, brunette. Okay. 
<laughs> what is your that favorite is... music genre? Uh, probably pop okay. and when i run i mostly listen to like 90s and early 2000s playlists good choice who's your favorite artist all time when i was in high school and probably now like uh the offspring even though it doesn't really fit into that category <laughs> all right and then if you were to run a marathon and you had to listen to only one song over and over and over again what song would it be Oh God. <laughs> uh, I don't even know. That's a good question. <laughs> uh, I'd say the one that's on my playlist currently that probably has the most plays on it is believe it or not, a Disney song. It's a uh, you're welcome from the Moana soundtrack. Cause I have a ton of Disney music from like when we sing songs with the kids with camp songs. So like my playlist is just a disaster of like 90s, 2000s, Disney music, camp songs, and like a million things. I gotta tell you, I feel like this is going to be match.com because there's a whole bunch of Disney runners who uh, watch <laughs> feel like they have a love connection with one of them. It's definitely love men who love Disney music. So uh, yeah. Are you a good dancer? Not at all. Okay. Though um, to be fair, I've never really tried either. So. Do you prefer sweet or salty? Uh, sweet. Favorite healthy food? Uh, for me, as I said before, like I eat a ton of broccoli and I still do. So like to me, that is my healthy food of choice. I have so much in the freezer that like, it's kind of embarrassing because I should probably just buy it fresh for how much I eat. But it's usually easier for me on the go to have it frozen. Now, you know what's so strange? When my daughter was a wee little thing, she would eat frozen broccoli. She just wanted it frozen. <laughs> All right, you weird little girl. Have it. Um, What's your favorite unhealthy food? Um, wow. Probably uh, baklava. Oh, okay, that's a good choice. Okay, as if I'm rating you. <laughs> yeah. That's a good choice. So the last time I probably had it was like six, seven years ago, though. But it's still my favorite. <laughs> that's good. A little restraint. I actually, I'm a nerd. I like chocolate covered strawberries. That's good, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a little, little bad, little bad, but whatever. I still have um, Favorite sport to watch? To watch? Um, probably recently soccer. What's your favorite sport to play? Honestly, uh, probably hockey. But considering I run every day, it's probably running since it's the only one I actually participate in. <laughs> is a sport um okay so finally there's some people watching right now that want to lose somewhere between one and one thousand pounds like what is your advice for them um the two there's two things for me that i always feel like is the advice from when people like ask me one is find motivation like i feel like motivation will push you further than anything else and two i think is being realistic about what you're looking to do and starting with small goals first, like smaller steps. Cause I don't feel like you can change completely overnight. Like you're not gonna be able to just completely change your life, you know, and make all the right choices in one go. So if you start with smaller, like even just like percentage jumps down, I think you'll be in a better spot than you were the day before. Brilliant, brilliant. And almost 400 pounds, you know, incredible. I love, I love the little video we did up front. Thank you. 
I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I said, I love the video we had up front. Thank you for sharing <laughs> those photos. Oh, yeah, no problem. I loved it. I'm glad you could be a part of it. <laughs> so happy. That was, you know, what's interesting is when we get to a start line, and I say we, Rudy and I, uh, sometimes we look out at the start line and we think, um, you know, wish we can know everybody's story because we know everybody has a reason they're there. And then sometimes we see people and we think, wow, how did you get here? You know, maybe we see people with no legs. How do you, <laughs> you know, you're running a marathon, you've got no legs. And sometimes it's a person who's morbidly obese or a person who's super elderly. But those finish lines are so special and we truly value how life-changing they are. So, you know, to be not only a witness to what you're doing from afar, but to be able to be down there and be the first to give you a congratulatory hug. Very special. Certainly my uh, one of my top moments of the entire weekend. Thank you for including me. Thanks for I hope so. <laughs> I was I felt bad after honestly. I was like, I hope I didn't hurt her when I picked her up. I was like, what if I like squeezed too hard and I pulled her up and like I destroyed her back? No, no, no. It was absolutely awesome. Super fun. I will take a finish line hug and swing anytime. You hear that? <laughs> yeah. I'll just have to find a time that you uh you're somewhat local. You gonna come back to Buffalo next year? Yes. Yeah. I've decided already that I'm gonna do it again. And I would like to do the marathon. I think when I looked at my schedule, my nursing program for spring will be done the week or two prior. So I think I can find a way to manage to still train and do it. Cause I had so much fun in Buffalo. Like I'm also like, not bitter isn't the word, but there's a part of me that's like, all right, I want to do it again when it's not, you know, that hot out <laughs> and in June. Yeah. And it'll Sorry, I was going to say, I also want to see what it's like when there's, uh, you know, more people there after, like, the COVID changes are gone. and Because yeah. everyone's telling me how great it was in the last few years. Like, I had a great time, obviously, regardless. But I'm, like, yeah. curious what it's like when there's more people there. And Hey, uh, the full force version of Buffalo is spectacular. I mean, it was spectacular as it was this year, but um, it only gets better. So I'm excited you'll be back, and I will be waiting like this at the finish line for you next time, too. Uh, because I'll be looking for you there. <laughs> Good. I promise I'll be there. All right, Mike. So um, if anyone wants to follow you on Instagram, how can they do that? Uh, it's not spelled perfectly, but uh, seriously, Mike Stern. I think if you just Google my name, it should come up with uh, the Instagram for it, as well as on Facebook. I'm completely fine with people adding me to Facebook okay. with my name, uh, Michael Sternfells. I don't know if there's a way to type it. In there or not, but. All right, I'm sharing that with everyone. And if you haven't done so already, folks, go visit fitness.com. All the Fitness Show episodes are there. Follow me at fitness on Instagram, Facebook, and don't just follow, say hi, let's be friends. And uh, see, find me in Canton, Ohio this weekend. Can't wait to see you all. All right, Mike, you said you're a bad dancer, but now you're just out, all right? Bye, everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Get to work. <laughs> all right, you gotta dance.